listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett. Welcome to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. It is so great to have you listening once again. Hey, if you're new, go back and check out some of the previous episodes that we've got. You can also go to johnbarrettleadership.com and you can download a leader guide that goes with each episode where it's got some fill in the blanks and some of the content that we cover in this podcast. So, so good to have you here. We want to help level you up so you don't level out in your leadership, in your influence, in your impact. So that's what this podcast is all about. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening. It's been so great to hear um, some great feedback from everybody listening to this and some of the reviews that people have left and uh, and just the, the feedback that I get um, from people around me. So thank you so much uh, for all of your gratitude. And I hope this is helping you level up in your leadership. Hey, today I want to talk to you about how to successfully fail. That's right, how to successfully fail. You see, failure has a, a, a good side and a bad side to it. There's the dark side and the light side to failure. And certainly the dark side of failure is when we allow it to get us down, when we allow it to take us out and limit our ability to grow and impact and make a difference. But the light side of failure is that that it is a opportunity to learn to grow to be better. And if you learn how to successfully fail, then I'm telling you, it is going to be incredible. In fact, this is one of the most foundational things that you have got to learn, especially early on in leadership. But I would also say it's kind of the bookends. Later on in your leadership, you have to still be able to embrace failure, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later in the podcast. But, you know, some some of the most feared words in life, I can remember growing up in school, and, and the two most feared words in school, especially as you kind of got to, to middle school and high school, and maybe even to the college level, is that uh, you failed, right? I mean, these are like the two most feared words. I mean, I, I can remember uh, after I graduated high school, I can remember having like nightmares almost. I mean, where, where I would wake up and I would imagine myself, or in my dream, I was back in high school and I wasn't able to pass. I wasn't able to get through and I was stuck there forever, you know, and it had to repeat it over and over. I don't know, maybe it was just me, but you probably had some dreams like that as well. But, you know, I mean, we have this fear of failure, of not being able to move on. And the dark side of failure really haunts us. But we have to understand that there is a light side. There is a good side to failure. And, and we don't have to fear it. We don't have to live haunted by failure and all these kind of things. You know, growing up, we're, we're taught that failure is a very, very bad thing. I mean, think about it. Our conditioning, our wiring when we're growing up is that failure is bad. And it's something to avoid at all cost. In fact, I mean, the greatest thing a young person fears is failure. I mean, I mean, some of the emotional uh, um, trauma that kids go through uh, throughout growing up in their adolescence is this fear of being a failure and not having value and worth. And listen, it follows us into adulthood. It never stops. It's just that we learn how to deal with it a little bit better. But um, the reality is, is that this fear of failure, is a, it, it limits our potential. It really does. It limits people on being able to step out and become everything that they're capable of being. It's incredible. 
So we've got to understand how to embrace the good side of it. Now, here's the thing. We, we have heard, I mean, this is nothing new, right? I mean, this idea that failure can be good and we shouldn't fear failure. I mean, we, we have kind of learned this. I mean, it's kind of a buzzword now, but I'm going to tell you something is that it's an overused statement. Yeah, we're all about failure here. We don't feel fear failure in our organization. We're okay with it. And you know, and I hear people I talk to them one-on-one a lot when I do life coaching and leadership coaching with them and I hear people say, "Yeah, you know, I mean, it's okay. I'm not afraid to to fail. I, I want to step out there." But I, I think it's overused. I think that we in our head we kind of get it, but we don't really get it internalized into our heart. I mean, it doesn't really impact our behavior because I hear organizations, for example, that claim that they're okay with failure, but then when somebody actually fails, they're not okay with it. I mean, you know, I see people in leadership that say, oh, I'm okay with my team if, if they fail. It's just a learning moment. But then when their team member fails, they don't react very well to that. They get upset about it. And you know, your reaction as a leader to failure is really what makes or breaks your ability to reinforce this concept. Anybody can claim to say, we don't fear failure around here. We're, we're willing to step out and be bold. But if you freak out as a leader when somebody on your team fails and doesn't do a good job and you have sort of an emotional knee-jerk reaction to that, the message that you send is totally contradicting to the things that you said. And this is a big deal. Because it's an overused term, but it's an under-understood concept. I mean, failure. It's an underused concept to be able to really leverage failure. You see, the only way that you really fail is to not learn from your failure. I mean, failure in and of itself, it is what it is. It's what you do with it that makes or breaks you and your influence. Failure doesn't make you a failure unless you allow it to defeat you. And so in your organization or you as an individual, uh, failure, is it is what it is. It's kind of like money, right? I mean, money is, it is what it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. But what you do with it can either be good or it can be bad. Failure is the same thing. It is what it is. It's just a thing. It's a failure. But your response to it and what you do with it really makes it good or bad. You can either leverage it or it will kind of sink you and it will take you down. You see, without failure, how would we ever really know what not to do? I mean, a person who succeeds without failure is a myth. I mean, it doesn't happen, or at least not true success. You know, Robert Kennedy said this. He said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. I like that. Only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. Now think about this, in childhood behavioral studies, uh, it's shown us, I mean, we've seen the research on this, that that kids and, and children only learn how to walk by failing over and over. It's through the process of failing that they actually learn how to be successful. It's through the process of falling over that they learn how to gain their balance. And if we never allow them to fall over every now and then, or if we're always saving them or protecting them from being able to learn how to walk, they're never going to learn how to do it. See, if we kept them from failure, then that child is never going to learn how to have the muscle dexterity to work and, and, and know how to get up and find balance and work and, and do what they need to do. 
No, no, no. And you can tell them. I mean, you can tell a child, well, this is how you need to move your kneecap, and this is how you need to sway, and this is how the mus muscle dexterity works, and, and, you know, this is the proper way to do it. I mean, you could get scientific with them. You could give them advice, but it's only through them getting up and falling over time and time again that they actually learn how to walk. You see, we have to have some grace. We have to have some leeway for people and even ourselves to fail and be okay with it because it's, it's how we learn to get better. And I know this might sound a little bit elementary in some ways, depending on what you've heard all your life, but I'm telling you there's more to this. And I want to unpack uh, five ways. That, that you need to approach failure, that if you're going to be uh, a success in your failure, if you're going to know how to successfully fail, there's five things that you need to understand. And I want to unpack those today so that I can help you become more successful, because I can tell you this right now, if you're not willing to fail, you will not be as successful as you could. Won't happen. It won't happen. You'll never grow and get better unless you're willing to fail. Now, listen, I didn't say that you have to fail. I mean, I, this isn't like a prerequisite that you must fail. Now, I will say this. The road to success is paved with failure. So if you're going to really get successful, you're just going to have failures along the way. But you don't have to. I'm not saying that you've got to make failure happen. But I'm saying that if you're really going to be a success, then you've got to understand you've got to be willing to fail and be okay with it, and understand that it's probably going to happen again and again and again. In fact, if you're really doing it right, you'll have more failures than you do successes. Let me say that again. If you're doing it right, you're going to have more failures than you do successes. I mean, if you've got more successes than you do failures, then you've not really pushed yourself hard enough. You haven't really stepped out far enough. If your organization has produced more success than it has failure at times, then my question would be, are you really driving hard enough? Are you really pushing the limits of you, yourself, your team, and your organization? Are you really doing it? So five ways that you can respond to failure, five things that we've got to learn if we're going to be a successful failure, so to speak. Number one is this, fail humbly. That's right. Don't hide, fight, or avoid failure. The moment you think you're too good not to fail is the moment you set yourself up for disaster. Listen, you've got to be humble when you fail. I mean, you've got to admit your mistakes and shortcomings. It's okay. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. Listen, let me tell you something. If you can't fail humbly, you won't succeed humbly. I mean, you won't. If you can't fail humbly, you're never going to succeed humbly. I mean, you're, you're going to have ego that's driving you. In fact, the reason that most people uh, don't fail humbly is because their ego is too big. I mean, they want to look great. They want to look awesome. They, they want to look valuable. And I'm not saying that that's a, a bad thing completely. I mean, we all want to be successful. We all want to be viewed as somebody who's uh, a rock star in our organization or in this world. But listen, you've got to understand that if you can't fail humbly, you, you'll never succeed humbly. I mean, you'll think, you know, hey, I'm a success. I deserve this. I'm amazing. I'm awesome. Look at me. And I'm telling you, that will limit your ability to be more successful because nobody likes an arrogant success, right? So I want to tell you, listen, that this idea that you've got to fail humbly, it is a big deal because humility unlocks the door to growth. It literally is the key that unlocks the door to growth. You will not grow unless you're humble. And being humble 
is being able to understand that, hey, failure is part of success. It's okay. It, 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 it's part of the journey. If you went and interviewed the most highly successful people all throughout history, all right, if you were able to get into a time machine and go back in time and, and interview these people or even modern day, there's not one of them that are, are, are going to tell you that they did it without any failures. It doesn't even exist, right? So just get over this idea. In fact, the higher you go as a leader and the more successful you become, the more you realize that failure was a part of the journey, the more you're, you're okay with it, right? It's those that haven't succeeded very much that fear failure and that aren't sure about how to deal with it and they try to avoid it. So fail humbly. Listen, stop trying to live without failure. It's okay. You're okay. Failing doesn't make you a failure. The only thing that makes you a failure is giving up and stopping and not keep, uh, not to keep going when you failed. So number one, fail humbly. Number two, fail quickly. That's right. Better to fail small and fast than to avoid it and fail later when the stakes are higher. I mean, the faster you learn, the faster you can advance, right? So you got to fail quickly. You, you Don't put this off. Remember, failure is a, a better teacher than success many times. So don't wait too long to get going in what you feel you need to do. I mean, don't fear failure because, you know, you're afraid that, that, that you're not going to get to where you need to go. Listen, the more you delay being able to fail and just pushing yourself out there, the more you're going to delay your impact and your influence. It's better to learn as you go than to get so far down the road that you have to go back and relearn what you never learned from the beginning. I mean, it's a lot harder to fail when the stakes are higher. And so go ahead and be okay with just learning how to fail quickly right now. It's okay. In fact, don't put it off. I see many young leaders. I'm telling you, I coach a lot of leaders that are younger, uh, millennials that are in, new in their organization, and they're thinking, hey, I want to show my value. I want to show my worth. I want to show how amazing I am in my organization so I can level up and, and, and climb the ladder of success. And that's great. I think that's great ambition. I, of course, you know us here on the podcast. We want to help level you up so you don't level out. We're all about you leveling up, but we're not about you being this egotistical person that is trying to impress rather than grow and learn. And when you're trying to impress people by avoiding failure and not willing just to throw yourself out there and maybe fail quickly, new at a job or new in your role, I'm telling you, it's going to limit your ability. It backfires on you because in your mind, you're thinking, well, gosh, if I fail quickly, then they're going to think I'm no good. They're going to think I'm, I'm, I'm not worth it. Um, I'll never get anywhere in this organization. I got to impress everybody around me. Now, listen, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Certainly, we want to be the best we can be. We want to make a good impression. We want to show that we're, we're able to do it. But I'm telling you, this plagues young leaders because they never really put themselves out there as much as they could because they're so afraid to fail quickly. So I want to challenge you. Make sure that you fail quickly wherever you're at. If you're in new in leadership or you're starting a business or you're new in an organization or whatever it may be, fail quickly. Or if you just have new vision and new hopes and you want to get out there and grow your organization and go to the next level, whatever that may be for you, understand that it's better to fail quickly than to do it later on. Number three, fail curiously. If you're going to do this right, you've got to fail curiously. That means that you've got to you've got to be curious when you failed. You've got to just literally kind of begin to learn from your failure and really begin to dig into it and figure out why you failed. 
Listen, don't get caught up in the emotion of failure. All right, if you get caught up in the emotion of failure, that, that emotional debris can cloud your judgment in the midst of all your challenges. You've got to remove the emotional debris so that you can objectively look at why the failure happened. So many times I, I, I look at people and they're so emotionally distraught over their failure that they can't even objectively look at it and learn from it because they just see themselves as a failure. They're no good. They're never going to amount to anything. And instead of just saying, okay, wait a minute, slow down. Being, you know, having failure doesn't make you a failure. Let's just objectively look at this and say, what happened? Let's learn from it. What is it about this that we can get better from? You've got to be curious. You, you can't be uh, angry about failure. If you're going to fail and be angry about it, be upset about it, or be discouraged by it, or deflated by it, and all those kind of things, and listen, it may happen at first. I mean, we're, we're emotional beings, right? I mean, that, that initial emotion may come at you, but you've got to kind of sift through that. You've got to quickly kind of remove that so that you can let curiosity come to the surface. So that you can begin to let the anger and bitterness and the hurt or in the embarrassment, you, you've got to get that out of the way so it doesn't skew your, the lesson that you need to learn in this. So listen, keep curiosity at the forefront of all that you do. And you're going to become better as a result of it. Always ask questions. Why did that happen? And not just why did failure happen, but begin to dig deeper and deeper into the why. Well, why, why that? Well, why this? Well, why did this happen? Why did it cause me to do that? You know, I, I ask people all the time, you know, when they're dealing with somebody who in their organization that they don't like or they don't get along with or they're angry at or whatever it is, I always look at them and I say, well, well why? What's, what's the deal? And they'll give me some surface answers. But then I just kind of dig it in and say, well, why did it cause that response in you? Why, why did it anger you so much? What is it? And it causes them to get curious about, well, what is it about me that God doesn't like that person? Why do I get so frustrated by them or, or, uh, or angry at them? See, many times it's because of a, a root inside of you that you didn't deal with. There's something in you that's causing you to kind of treat that other person that way or have that response to that other person. But you'll never know unless you just get curious. You know, why do I do that? I, I can remember meeting with a guy one time who always intimidated me. And, and I, I would get so frustrated at myself because I'd meet with him. He was a really high-level leader that, that I would meet with and— um, you know, just kind of, he would kind of mentor and kind of lead and guide me. And, and I just would get so intimidated by him. And when he'd ask me questions, I would just flub around them because I was afraid I'd say the wrong thing. And I could just remember getting so frustrated because I thought that's not who I am. I'm a pretty confident person. I'm pretty comfortable with myself. But around him, it's like I became a different person. And I just be, you know, I could have blamed it on him and said, well, he's just really over the top. He's just really hard to get along with, or he's just really intimidating, or all that kind of stuff. But no, here's what I had to do I got really curious. And really, it was not because I was so smart and I knew how to do this. I just was so frustrated with myself. I thought, why does this person cause this reaction in me? And then it began, I began to see some of my own insecurities. I began to realize that I wasn't as confident as I thought. I began to realize that um, it, it was because I, I felt like I hadn't proven myself yet. And so I had to kind of deal with myself before I dealt with that situation. So I just want you to know that you've got to fail curiously. You've got to let curiosity, I mean, literally, uh, just be at the forefront of your mind when it comes to failure. Fourth one is this. I want you to fail forwardly. That's right. Fail forwardly. 
So I want you to, to take your failure and let it propel you forward. Let it push you into the future. Let it do something that helps you. I mean, whenever you fail and you take the time to reflect with curiosity as to why you failed, you're going to learn a lesson. You're, you're going to. But it's not enough just to learn the lesson. You have to apply what you've learned in order to move forward. I see a lot of people that know why they fail, but they don't change something in order to move forward. They know that they keep failing or that they've failed or why they failed, but they're not applying that lesson. You know, it's one thing to know why something happened. It's a whole nother thing to be willing to change something about that or to do something with it. Listen, the, 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 the gap between knowing and doing is one of the greatest gaps in life. I mean, we all know things, but we're not all willing to do something about it. I talked about this in the very first podcast. We all know how to be healthier, but very few are willing to do it. We all know how to be uh, more financially wealthy, but we don't always do it. We know how to have better relationships typically, but we're not willing to do it. That's what makes the difference. So it's not enough just to know why you failed, although that is a big deal. Again, fail curiously, but it's not enough just to know why. You have to be willing to do something about it and to make a change. Listen, failure should propel you forward eventually. I mean, if failure and you learning from it is not helping you move forward, then you've not applied the lessons that you're learning, right? I mean, failure should catapult you forward if you're really learning from it. And if it's not, then you have not done something with it yet, if failure has literally kept you limited, it's because you haven't applied or changed something about what you've learned. You're not doing something different. You know the old statement that if you always do what you always done, you always get what you always got, right? The idea of insanity is doing the same things over and over, expecting a different result, right? Doing the same thing again and again, over and over, but yet you expect a different result? No, failure should give you an indication of something that you need to change. The reason it failed is because something was wrong in the variable. So if you go with the same equation, you're gonna get the same result. The only way to get a different result is to change something in the equation. You've gotta change a variable in the equation. But if you're not doing that, then you're not applying the lessons of failure to help you propel forward. So you've gotta change something. So I wanna encourage you that, that when you fail, all right, and, and I see organizations will do this. You know, they'll, they'll talk about, okay, you know, they'll have a, a, a post-mortem kind of, you know, uh, a conversation after an event and, and, you know, kind of talk about, okay, what, what went well, what didn't go well and that, or maybe a product launch or maybe something, initiative that they did internally in the organization. And they'll say, okay, well, what happened? And they'll come up with all, they're curious. They, they've asked the right questions. Um, they're learning from it. Everybody's saying, well, I think this happened and this happened. And, and it's great conversation. But again, I don't see many organizations that actually say, okay, well, next time, here's what we're going to do. Next time, here's how we're going to change that. And, and what happens is they keep getting the same result and they wonder why. And then they get, they, you know, have a, a whole discussion and talk about why it happened, but they never again apply the lessons. So I want to challenge you. Make sure that you fail forwardly into the future 
if you're really going to learn from failure and be a successful failure, so to speak. Number five is this, fail continuously. Listen, most people assume success is a predetermined, calculated formula, but listen, it's more likely that someone tried something and it just happened to work. I mean, for some reason, we have this mythological view and and somewhat magical thought that those who have attained success did so with this clear plan that they never deviated from, right? But I'm telling you, success rarely ever happens this way. It's usually the result of trial and error. I mean, it's after many attempts that something actually broke through, right? I mean, so this is a big deal because I see so many people that try to get everything right on the front end. I mean, they've got a product and they just want to make it perfect from the get-go. I mean, they got a new initiative and they want to make it perfect. They got a new vision and they just want to make it perfect. They've got a new whatever it is and and they want to make it perfect from the get-go. But listen, rarely do things ever start out perfect. In fact, nothing usually starts out perfect. No, it grows. I mean, you've got to get out there and kind of go through version, you know, 1.0, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, 1.5. Then you might jump real quick to 2.0 and maybe a 3.0, but then it's 3.1, 3.2. I mean, this is how success works. It's walking through one door that leads to another door that leads to another door that leads to another door. Listen, I was just listening to an author the other day who's a very famous author, sold millions and millions of books. You you would know who he is. And when he was talking, he said, listen, you know, people see this, this first book that I came out with in their eyes, this New York Times bestseller book that I came out with. What they don't see is the nine books that I had written previously that nobody bought, and they're all in my garage, just just stacked up in, in piles. Nobody cared. Nobody bought them. But, but here's what he said. He said, you know, everybody only sees that one book that came out, and they assume that I was a success kind of overnight with this one product. They said, you know, they, they don't see the years of me writing all this stuff that nobody cared about, nobody bought because we kind of wiped it off of the the radar so that nobody would know when I came out with this big New York Times bestseller book. And and I thought, what a great reminder of just how it works. In fact, if you go back to most things, you only see things as a success, usually when it's in its 20th version or so. I mean, you you don't see that. I mean, it's, it's like a book, for example, since I'm just talking about it. When you see a book hit the shelves and you read it and you're like, wow, that was a really great book. Kind of like when you read a John Barrett leadership book. Anyway, side note. Um, you know, when you read a book and you're like, man, that was a great book. You know, you, you didn't see the first draft in the second, third, fourth, 20th, 25th. You didn't see the, the year's worth of editing and going back and forth with the publishers and the editors and, 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 and the copywriters and all these kind of things. You didn't see all that. I mean, that, that finished result went through 30 variations before you ever even saw it. But imagine the author who just says, no, I'm going to get it right from the get-go. I'm, I'm going to produce this amazing book right from the very first start. It never happens that way, guys. I mean, you know, and we could apply this to anything, whether it's an initiative that you're doing in your organization, whether it's a product or whatever it is. But I want you to know you've got to fail continuously. I mean, you've got to be okay with just throwing yourself out there and, and, and doing it over and over. And even after you you've, you've feel like, well, you know, I failed quickly early on and I was willing to do that. Listen, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that, you know, the success is hard or, or, or failure is hard early on because you don't want to be a failure. You want to be successful. And it's also hard later on in your organization. 
because now you're, you're not willing to take those big risks anymore. You're not willing to fail because you've created something really good. You've, you went through a lot of failure already. Last thing you want to do is do it again, so to speak. And it's kind of like, yeah, in our startup, we, we were willing to step out and take risk. But now, you know, we, we've, we're, we're kind of at a place where we can't. I want to challenge you. Always embrace failure. Always embrace it. Don't be afraid to fail as you venture out into new territory. If you're ever going to grow from where you are right now, whatever that means for you, wherever you are right now, even if you've failed so much to get there and you've worked so hard to get there, if you're ever going to go further than you are right now, I promise you it will involve some failure. So are you willing to fail continuously? Listen, I want to challenge you. Play the long game. If, if you're going to be a... a, a um, a successful failure, then you've got to play the long game. You can't play the short game with success. It's a long game. Always has been, always will be. It's a long game, and you've got to endure it. You've got to say, you know what? I'm willing to fail because if you're not willing to fail and play the long game, then you're always going to try to always get it right, and you're going to try to play the short game, and it's never going to pan out for you. So listen, play the long game. I want to challenge you. Get around people that will help you with failure. Listen, this is why getting a coach or, or, or a life coach or a leadership coach or a mentor or just somebody around you that can invest in you. Listen, you've got to have people around you so that when you fail, you, you've got someone that can kind of encourage you and help you get perspective. Listen, we're better together. I mean, if you look at most successful people, they have somebody around them that is mentoring and coaching and helping them out. So listen, I love to help you out in your organization or personally or whatever it is, but I want you to know that you need to get around people that will help you get better and fail and be successful through it. So I hope this helped you guys. Just some thoughts on being a successful, uh, how to successfully fail. And I want to challenge you, don't be afraid to step out there. Listen, I hope this added value to you. If it did, leave a review wherever you're listening to this out. It helps so much to help validate the podcast and uh, give it credibility. Um, listen, guys, level up so you don't level out in your leadership. And we'll see you next time here at the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com. Oh, 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 oh